0: welcome to the poultry health today podcast where we talk all health all the time here engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts hosted by poultry health today editors podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas insights and advice to improve poultry health welfare performance and food safety
1: Hi, I'm Caroline Stocks of Portray Health Today and with me is Phil Steyer, who's Head Veterinarian of Sanderson Farms. Thanks very much for joining us today, Phil. Uh, We're talking about salmonella control in uh, live production. Now, producers are coming under more pressure, or processors rather, are coming under more pressure from the FSIS to control salmonella levels. What kind of impact is that having on producers?
0: Well for us and of course salmonella is coming in with the flock so we try to reduce as much as we can salmonella coming in and we tried uh, many different interventions trying to help out the processing so there's very little salmonella coming in.
1: And how are you working on that?
0: We're trying to use what current technologies have been proven and are approved by USDA so it's vaccines and also uh, different uh, in feed and in water uh, interventions.
1: Using uh, a live salmonella vaccine is one way of controlling it but you found that some direct fed microbials with active cultures may actually interfere with it is that correct
0: that's right both of those are approved technologies by USDA to work on salmonella and so we have employed both of those technologies at times and the question came up if the direct fed microbials do have an effect on live salmonella do they have an effect on live salmonella vaccines and I think we've proven that yes there are some direct fed microbials that do affect Back, the, the modified live vaccines.
1: And is that because the vaccines work on wild salmonella strains?
0: Not at all. Um, it has to do with the salmonella that's going to have a niche in the, the birds, whether it's wild strain or it's vaccine strain. So if something, uh, directly a direct antimicrobial, which is a microbial population, uh, inhabits that space, prevents wild strain salmonella from inhabiting that space, it will do the same for a modified live strain.
1: So how does a producer know then if a uh, A direct fed microbial is affecting the salmonella control? Well that's
0: called post-release research. That's what we have to do as producers. Another thing that's put on producers to find out what's the best mix. If you're going to use these technologies, what's going to be the best one of either? Uh, Vaccine and or direct fed microbial.
1: So what's the test then that they can do? How does it actually work?
0: Well it's pretty simple. Um, You got to have at least a system set it up, but you apply both and then see if you can recover the vaccine. So you use both by manufacturer's recommendation, which would be you know day of age application for the modified live vaccine, typically in feed or in water, uh, direct fed microbial. And you use that for whatever section of time is gonna be to test out for that recovery of the modified live vaccine. That's usually four days or seven days.
1: Okay, so does the timing of the vaccination and the timing of the direct microbial matter?
0: I think so, and we're still exploring that. Um, we do know that uh, Simultaneous application can be problematic. We have not necessarily done the work to do uh, staggered timing. We think that if you get your modified live vaccine in early and then the immunity is established, then maybe you can do the direct the microbial after that, but we don't know that timing just yet.
1: So at the minute, what kind of timing would you recommend between the two?
0: It's gonna be kind of good with our feed scheduling. You know, we have feeds at different times. So like in our breeding stock, we'll have a starter feed for four weeks. So that first four weeks, we will probably focus on vaccine, not direct fed microbials. And whereas broilers um, will change feed after two weeks of age. so that first feed probably wouldn't have uh, direct fed microbial in it.
1: What about um, environmental factors such as water quality and, and issues like that? Is, how important is that?
0: Uh, available water in the litter increases uh, bacteria, particularly salmonella. Uh, in terms of what we can do to control that, it's just good husbandry. You know, have least amount of water on the litter, more water in the bird.
1: Um, You touched a little bit on on litter then. How are you managing litter in Sanderson Farms?
0: We pretty much have a a standard practice across the uh, whole company, which involves, of course, out time, which is going to help dry out the litter. Then we manipulate the litter, windrow the litter, and that's usually go through two uh, heats, and then we level out the litter and we apply a uh, litter acidifier. So all those steps should reduce any bacteria in salmonella in particular.
1: Okay, and are there any other measures that you're uh, making use of in terms of management and how you run the flocks?
0: We've always tried to manage pests, whether it's insects and rodents. Um, so you, you implement those and make sure that they're being implemented well. Um, we provide those to our, uh, uh, particularly the uh, insecticides, we apply those to our growers, our contract growers. So the best we can, we reduce vectors as much as possible.
1: How easy has it been to get contract growers on side with what you're attempting to do to control Salmonella?
0: Well, we have accountability built in our system. And when you sign up for Sanderson Farms, you sign up to do things right. And so we have folks out there making sure our contract growers do things right. So on the whole, I'd say it's been 100% uptake.
1: Where do you think the industry has to go in the next five years or so to get salmonella really under control?
0: I wish I had that answer. Um, we're using what current technology is out there. I guess uh, we have to understand these interactions. So this is kind of a, a, a late discovery or a, this last year, the interaction between direct microbials and vaccines. Both are approved by USDA. But when you apply both of them, they could be counterproductive. So you think you're doing the right thing twice over and doing the wrong thing one time.
1: And how are the FSIS regulations around salmonella? How is that impacting?
0: The FSIS yeah, standards are just the kind of the target. Of course, we want no salmonella coming in. And to have a bacteria-free product is, is uh, unrealistic. So yes, this, the FSIS standards uh, set us a target to go for. But we're obviously trying to get below that, trying to be better than that.
1: We've been speaking to Phil Steyer, who's head veterinarian at Sanderson Farms. Phil, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.